All right, we're back with Rupert Conradi after just a little bit of a internet snafu. It's no big deal, but we got him back on and made it part two. You know what? That's how we roll. Let's just make it a, a two-part podcast deal. And this is where it gets good. This is where he starts talking about all of these weird niche products that they find. I mean, he gives you two right away. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you should source. So like these are, and we looked them up. Like you and I were both looking them up on Amazon and, and he's, they're spot on. Like they got yeah. demand, but they, the listings are awful. Yeah. Uh, one of them wasn't even doing FBA. Like that was crazy. So Yeah. We started nerding out over really boring <laughs> products, but it's fun because <laughs> you can make money on them. So, all right. Let's continue the interview with Rupert. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 145 of Two Amazon Sellers in a Microphone, brought to you by Solozo. And today, Chris, and Chris we're, we're excited. We, we, got, we got a big name in the Amazon space here, <laughs> and we're excited to hear all about uh, his journey, but Eitan Wiener, you're here with us today. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Uh, I don't know how big my name is, but I appreciate it. I'm, I'm very excited to <laughs> well to talk with been, you guys. You've been uh, all over our social media feeds recently because you've been attending uh, and hosting all yes. the events everywhere. I know you got to be worn yeah. out. Yeah, a little tired today. We had a bunch of events this week uh, <laughs> in different cities, so that's fun getting back to events. I, I really enjoy the personal networking but uh definitely takes a toll um yeah but this this hopefully this will pick me up a little uh yeah <laughs> and, and i like to talk as, as you'll as you'll learn yeah well so do we and chris and i are kicking ourselves uh for for missing out on some of these events it's just been for one reason or the other where it just didn't work out logistically but i mean just looking at what you guys did the the communities and all the people that we've uh talked to on this podcast are all there look yeah. just Good time and great yeah. networking. And that's what those events are for. I mean, it's... Yeah. It's, it's funny, like, uh, obviously, Yoni, you've spoken to Yoni, my my, my partner, uh, a bunch of times. And yeah. he's actually in, like, one of the rooms next door here. Oh, yeah. uh, and, I, and I overhear, and I always hear you guys have a good time. But my, my point was that Yoni, I guess, when the beginning of the pandemic, he kind of hunkered down. I was working in the office here, which, which I'll maybe get to later as far as my story. And he just started building you know, podcasts and networks and interviews. And then we went to, when we went to Prosper, uh, which we'll get to, like all these people came over and, you know, he has a certain style of interviewing where he asked people their background and whatnot, oh, yeah. which is nice, but like, he's a very good memory too. So everyone knew who he was and they knew who, who and he knew who they were, but they've never, they had never met. Like, you probably never met him in person. Hopefully I'll meet you too yeah. in person. So to go from like the virtual to like meeting someone is like, it's interesting, but it's like, you really know them. Mm -hmm. um, and it's very like delightful in its own way. Um, kind of amazing actually. So hopefully we'll meet in person. Oh um, yeah, for sure. And uh, there's a bunch of other events coming up, so you still have the opportunity. We'll be attending a lot coming up. Uh, okay, great. And he's amazing. So both Chris and I went on uh, his podcast and so he's going through our story and I mean, I'm talking to him for like 45 minutes and then he rattles off point yeah, yeah. by point my yeah. entire life that I just told him. And I was like, did you yeah. take notes? And he's like, no. I'm like, yeah, he's good. That's incredible. That's, yeah. that's a skill. I mean, he was, he knew every single yeah. thing that I had said in the last 45 minutes, which is, yeah, he's a good, uh, he's a good listener and he, he packages it well, but yeah, yeah. no, it's, uh, it's fun. I'm, I'm getting into this, 
I guess I have my own background, which we'll talk about, but like this little podcasting slash interview circuit, mm-hmm. um, uh, different personality, but um, yeah, we work closely. So I'm, I'm happy to, really happy to be here. And and Robbie Stanley's a part of your team now too. Yeah. Uh, Love it. Robbie has his own methods and uh, yeah, style, right. but yeah, Robbie's part of the team. He's awesome. Um, love, love the outfits he's sporting. Yeah, he's, he's all yeah, Mr. Money. Mr. Money. Yeah. <laughs> we, he came with the money suits and money shirts, and he really enjoys the, the these this paraphernalia. It's uh, it's like a, he's like a kid in a candy store with all the swag. I love it, and it's great because we get recognition and we get real conversations, even though it's fun as well. Yeah. Um, so he's been adding a lot of value on the marketing side. Yeah, we're really happy to have him. Yeah. Um, and I think he was the one who set this up, so I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. Well, we can, we cannot wait to see you guys all in person at some point. But let's let's now dive into your story. You have you have an, a really interesting story, and we, we don't know Chris and I don't know all of it yet. But yeah, you know, we know you started as uh, selling on Amazon, and man, that's and I'm sure you did a lot before that too. But yeah, uh, that's really evolved. You've 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 done a lot of interesting things since then. So you've got the, you've got the floor. We'd love to hear just sort of your story of how you got into this space and then like what you're doing now and yeah. and talk about Gadita and how it helps sellers. Right. Sure. Now. Yeah. I'll try to do the, um, I don't know, four or five minute version. Cause it could be much longer, but that's probably <laughs> appropriate for the time. Uh, I guess just kind of briefly, um, yeah, I started in e-commerce in like 2008. Um, I worked for digital eight. I actually was in dental school, didn't like it, dropped out. That's the beginning of the story. Um, and I went into digital marketing and SEO and PPC uh, when I was kind of starting out in 2008 or nine. Um, and then I worked with a client who I started working with more full time as like a B2B slash uh, wireless solution service where we were selling systems and infrastructure online. It's like an SEO based model. So people would search for products and find our solutions. We would sell it because as the old like distributor model was kind of going away where you call up somebody, people were just Googling part numbers. So we would come up for the part numbers and then we would figure out the solution. Kind of complex, but it, it worked. And it was a cool, great business, but it was a very slow sales cycle, right? Like government deals and contracts and like very big companies. So I learned a lot about training and systems and process. But the way that kind of got into e-commerce quickly was we started to sell some like the end user devices, right? So instead of like a cell tower, you know, we would sell, let's say, the a cell repeater or something for your home to give you coverage or like a hotspot. Before that was like a popular thing. Now it's very popular or ubiquitous. And most of these companies were like guys in their basements and like somewhere in the middle of nowhere that had a great product and solution, but didn't know how to go online. Right now it's very different. This is only like 11 years ago, but it's very, very different. So just using the best practices that I learned or knew and my partners as well, we started listing some of the products on eBay and then we're like really flying. And then we, I built a Magento website, um, you know, on my own and with my partner's help and, we started listing these products and doing Google ads. It's just best practice SEO and and organic and paid. And we would we became like uh, not to say necessarily the biggest, but let's say the fastest growing resellers of these brands because we like were really doing it right before there was any real I guess competition. There was some, mm-hmm. um, and that was cool. We went we went from a few hundred thousand to a few million in sales just on on the web direct, and we had twenty or thirty kind of brands that we were doing that for. 
And then we found Amazon. That was like in 2010 or 11. Started off four, four or five thousand dollars in sales a month in April, 2011. And by December, we were doing like 450 thousand a month. <laughs> and this is when like FBA was beginning, and when it was very easy. It was the wild west in a good and bad way. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we were selling the products that we had good pricing and, and, and presence on with little competition. But once you hit Amazon, as you know, it, I mean, it's different now, but once you hit Amazon, it's like addictive and explosive. So especially then when there wasn't so much competition, you could kind of sell anything. Mm -hmm. So we got a little scatter and started selling. We, we, we stuck to like tech, telecom products, but we did some other arbitrage. We did private label. We did refurbishing. We did Europe. We did everything. Everything and anything, every model, any model. So it got a little scattered. I get a lot of revenue. I, I definitely didn't make a lot of money for many years because we were just experimenting, honestly. And we, as you know, many sellers don't know how much money they're making till today. <laughs> uh, and even then, we, we, we didn't really know. And now I know that we didn't really make money. But we learned, which is really more valuable sometimes, obviously. You have to pay the bills as well. Mm -hmm. um, anywho, it got to almost 30 or 40 million. And we, we, that was great, but again, it wasn't as lucrative. And once I dug in and thought about it, um, my my partner John and I decided to kind of pivot the model, and he really led the initiative to change the strategy. In that, we would focus on higher margin, more unique strategies than just selling everything and anything like a mm -hmm. flea market. Um, and we did so all the exclusive brands we 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 kept because there was higher margin. Um, and we were doing the ads and everything for them. And we'd make a hard market. It was still a buy seller. It wasn't an agency, but we were like the only sellers for 20 or 30 of these brands. We did a really good job. And then all the other tech stuff that we sold, like the more maybe brand name, like mics or headsets or whatever, that were a little more upstream. We couldn't be exclusives because they were giants and didn't really want that. Mm -hmm. So John and the team created this model uh, based on some of our private label experience and know-how to do a bundling model. So we had this brand called Blue Coil, B-L-U-C-O-I-L, bluecoil.com. And for example, this is a podcast. This is a good example. Now that became a big thing. So you guys have these podcasting mics. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very important. Um, so when you buy a podcasting mic, as you know, it's not just that. You actually need a filter and a holder and a software. And most now it's more common. But you, in the when we started doing it, no one really knew how to use it. And that was the value of brick and mortar. Sometimes we actually have a sales guy who helps you. So as mm -hmm. great as Amazon is, the Amazon product page is quite obscure and really busy, which is a separate discussion. And the cross sells and the suggestions of what to sell are okay, but they're not great. So we basically created that as a bundle solution. So I'll make a listing with a Sennheiser headphone, a microphone, and a boom arm and a filter and all that that we would source from China based on our experience at sourcing and sell that as a value solution. Maybe it's the same price, maybe it's $10 more, but it's our own dedicated page. And you can look online, there's many of them, there's thousands of them um, with all different variations. And that gives you exclusivity in a way, but it's done in a way with the, the brand's approval. It's not like shady or illicit. It's all like, hey, the brand thinks we're adding value because we are. We read reviews and see what people want and we create it. And it adds more value to the brand, it adds more value to the client because they're getting everything they need which leads to more sales and hopefully more higher margin sales. So we pivoted to the point where like 60 plus percent of the business was from that model. And then we had the exclusives and then we had some of this buy, sell other stuff that was like 
Why not? Because it was easy. Mm. Um, so because of that pivot, we increased the margin a lot to the point where the company was, I guess, more valuable and significant than just another reseller dude. And based on that, I mean, long story short, we sold a company to a company called Advantage Solutions, which is a public consumer product company that wanted more of an online presence. They were more like into physical brick and mortar at the end of 2019. And and that sounds normal now because everyone sells Amazon brands. <laughs> but when I did it, it was very, not, not to toot my own horn at all, but it was very rare. So agencies were a little more sexy because they had RevShare. And when I tried to sell most, most acquirers wanted like an agency. They didn't want to touch inventory. And mm-hmm. then, you know, like nine or 10 months later, there's like, you know, 500 aggregators that are buying inventory for crazy in numbers. So I don't know how my timing was or was not, but it's just so interesting to see how that changed so fast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is what it is. Um, and, and, and then just briefly, um, the Prosper Show, which many, you know, people probably know about or I've attended. That was something that I started with James Thompson, who was my actually my rep at Amazon back in the day, uh, executive at Amazon, who was helping me grow. And we built that to a pretty, really nice show that we had in August, but we sold it at the end of 2018. So there was never really, we talk about all these events, right? You just spoke about the events. There was never really an event or a show. There was like some very, very few shows. Most of them were like software companies that had a show and were very biased, like blah, 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 use our software. So we're like, let's get really good value content education and then you know maybe the money will follow and people will come and long story short that's what happened but i have to beg beg people to come and we had 30 vendors the first year in salt lake in 2016 that paid like a few thousand dollars and it was like pulling teeth and like you know maybe four or five hundred four hundred sellers and last last month the prosper there was probably like 2300 people sellers investors marketers press and like 120 booths so you could see that growth. You know, obviously, it was a lot of execution on, on our team's part, but also the growth of the industry. And this year, obviously, we don't run it anymore. You know, we help or consult a bit, but it was a different level with all the aggregators and the post-COVID money into e-commerce and the, you know, the ten-year growth in a period of three whatever months. The show was just like at a different level. I was so, I guess, flattered or maybe remorseful that we don't run it anymore. Um, <laughs> but that's. That's that's my uh, that's my story. I just to, to finish with Katita, so just briefly because I know it's been long. Um, I uh, really briefly I created a, a reimbursement tool in house in like 2010 because I noticed a lot of loss on Amazon with inventory and transit and all that stuff. Maybe it's a few percentage points, but it really adds up. Uh, it wasn't great and it never kind of did enough of what I wanted to. And someone kind of tried to build a software out of it, which is a different story. And then I did it in-house. I went to some of these other providers. And long story short, I met Yoni and Max, my partner, at, at Prosper in 2018 when they kind of came to market. They were doing it in-house before. They kind of went big to market. Uh, they found the same need where sellers wanted a tool uh, or needed a tool to help with lost funds, which we'll get to. As you know, most sellers don't even know that it's a problem. So it's an, it's an easy sell when you're offering them free money. And it's, it's kind of actually sophisticated. So they did a great job for me. So much so that when I sold, uh, I think just reimbursements specifically, since I was a lower margin business, just the reimbursements that went straight to the bottom line were almost 16% of my profit. So Jeez. that times a multiple is you know a lot of money. And it's like, wow, this is really impactful. So I started referring them a bunch of clients. 
and that was looked good for me and the clients and them. And I got more involved. And then I started working with Yoni in the office. Uh, maybe when you started to meet, work with Yoni, just kind of behind the scenes, seeing if I can get involved. Because I had to work for this, I didn't have to. I worked for this corporation for a year in 2020 and as I transitioned. And then in the beginning of this year, I, I invested in, I'm the CEO now of, of Katita, trying to help sellers and, and grow the business, which has been going really great. And it's very, it's very fun. It's very exciting. It's, it's a few minutes from my house, which is also great. So that's, that's Eitan in uh, maybe seven minutes. See, that's why it's hard to name this podcast. There's so much. There's so much there. <laughs> I like, I don't know what to name it. I mean, he's done everything. Like, yeah. It's pretty cool. Like that back in the day was probably a bit different than it is now, but like getting these brands, selling their product, and then you pivoted and did the whole private label, like where you just bundled a product. That's, I mean, like that, we talked to a couple of wholesalers uh, a few episodes back and I'm like, they didn't even think of that. Like, that's what I were telling them. You guys have an advantage. Like you already sell the products. You already know what's selling. Like just go take a bundle and make a, your own listing. And like, oh yeah, like, we could do that. Like, yeah, yeah, you could. yeah. It's easier. It's easier said than done because you have to understand the sourcing component yeah. mm -hmm. and the supply chain of multiple products. But yeah, if you could do it, it's a really big white space because yeah, you have that angle. Um, it's it's sophisticated. It's it's detailed, but it's it, it works. Yeah. And then the Prosper. I went to the first one, uh, sorry, the second one in Vegas. Yeah. The first year in Vegas. I went to that one. Yeah. And you're right. At the time, there really wasn't like a conference. It was, you know, you know, tool put it on or whatever, but there really wasn't like a big, everybody get together. And I remember hearing like, you know, got to go to Vegas for Prosper. I'm like, right, I'll check it out. Yeah. And it was. It was amazing. It was amazing there. Yeah. Um, you went to like the sessions or the vendors or both? I went to all of it. I, yeah. I was, so I was a seller. This was before Saloza. I was a, I'm still a seller, but I went to all the sessions. I went around the booths. Nice. Yeah. It, it was, uh, it was a good time. It was, a, it was good just to get around some people. Yeah. And, and, you know, um, people you listen to on podcasts, they were there and it was just, you no, know, not, not only, yeah. And just, just to add to that, um, and I've said, I say this on a bunch of these podcasts, but not just was it so big this year, but you saw like the, the manifestation, I guess, of all these other groups. So all the podcasts and all the masterminds and all the million dollar groups and all the Facebook groups. I don't know. We sponsored a bunch of events, like four or five events, which is great because, you know, there's only so much you could do on the show floor and then there's the fun and there's the personal interaction. Mm -hmm. But my point is like when we started Prosper again, it was like this small thing, we barely got it together. And now it's an event that has like, you know, four, you know, tailgate parties and 20 after parties. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, you know, the, like the Grammys or like, I mean, obviously not that, but it's, it's, it's intense. And people, a lot of people just went to go to the parties and the events. They didn't even go to the show. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was, it was, I went to, I was like so overwhelmed by the magnitude um, to be honest. And it was just like really amazing. Um, really special. I think that hits on a, a big aspect of <clears throat> this industry as a whole. I mean, well, number one, your story. I think it's fascinating. If if you would have been told, or if somebody would have told you hey, when you were back when you were selling stuff on eBay, you know, however many years ago, oh, this is the journey that this is going to lead to. You might have been like, that sounds crazy, a little far fetched and crazy that you would end up, uh, you know starting yeah. a huge conference show and then you know with what you're doing with Gadita now selling your business uh all the things that happen i think uh but my point to with to prosper is that a part of this community is this is a unique business where people are willing to share they want to talk they want to know 
what's going on. Even competitors. I mean, essentially, we're all in some ways competitors if we're selling on Amazon, if we're in the same niche or whatever, but they all want to help each other out. And for me, and Chris and I talk about this all the time, when we started, that was a huge stumbling block for us is there not, not maybe there was opportunities that we didn't know about, but we just were not networking. And so you're kind of on this island of trying to figure out this behemoth and it was the wild west, but, but now that we are more networking, I mean, it's just so much more fun to be a part of this business. Um, you learn faster, you learn as a group, you know, who, you know, I just think that that's a, a huge part and a huge takeaway for anybody who's listening is, if you're getting started in this business, networking is huge and attending all that. Yeah, it's it's very true. And it actually just reminds me of something. I was at this other event in Brooklyn and I, 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 I talked to some seller and I was like, what do you do? Or like, what's your business? He's like, oh, I don't give that information out. <laughs> and it literally, it took me back. And I, I respect, like, that's okay. But I mean, I don't, I don't agree with that you know methodology i'll explain why but it took me back to like the first prosper where people were afraid to say what they did because some guy was going to steal their idea it was a very paranoid uh you know price driven mm -hmm. surreal like business where like you couldn't tell me what you sold because they would copy you and i was like seriously like you're, you're not going to tell me what you do i was like i mean I, he's entitled to his opinion but there are still wholesalers or guys like that who do things whether it's legitimately or have multiple accounts and whatever black hat like I don't, I don't like that's fine like it's a free world you could do what you want but i was like but to your point yeah it used to be people were very quiet secretive on one hand but also to your point there wasn't a medium like prosper or podcasts or facebook mm -hmm. or any of these things where people could collaborate now yeah it is fun because it's so collaborative but I'll, I'll just tell you this you know we're doing well we have a lot of clients and a lot of sellers who know so to speak who are in the game you know they, they'll hear about us or about Solozo because they're on facebook or they're on mm -hmm. whatsapp groups or they're in networks but that's like really maybe a few percent of all sellers because as you know there's three to five million sellers maybe 1.8 million active and maybe like 30 40 000 that do over a million a year the large majority of like 90% are just dudes that are in their basement or they're in China mm -hmm. or they're in Australia somewhere and they have no clue what we know. So as big as this is and as fun as it is, like I feel like on the Gatita standpoint, you know, educating people about reimbursements and data. And I'm sure you guys also for ads, there's people struggling that they don't need to because they're stuck right. somewhere and the internet allows them to collaborate. And as opposed to what I mentioned before, where people were like paranoid or afraid, it's not that it's either like naivete or ignorance or both where like if you just google a bit like you can get in the game you could become quite educated with mm -hmm. hard work and that is it's so amazing and it's so different than it was yeah. uh very few years ago it's like night and day um but still it's i think it's our responsibility to to help everyone else who's trying to get started and mm -hmm. and to not deceive like there's a lot of these groups like hey you know make a million dollars overnight i hate yeah. that <laughs> there's no there's no shortcuts there's no get rich quick like it's a lot of work it's a lot of failure i failed yeah. a lot a lot I, i'm telling you about some of the successes but for all those out there like it, it doesn't every day is a grind and to your point like did i think i would be where i was when i started no mm -hmm. but you know the harder you work the luckier you get so to speak like you need to persevere and deal with all these trials and a lot of these groups and masterminds make like oh it's so easy you know no 
nothing, nothing bad happens. Like you never get suspended and life's great. It's really not like that. It's very hard, but it could also be rewarding at the same time. Oh yeah. Talking about failures, I think is helpful. And that's another thing that's unique about this space is people are willing to say that. I mean, like, look, I launched my own Amazon business, got to the point where I was able to quit my job. And then like two years later, I needed to supplement income again because some things happen. Um, But to to your point about, you know, millions of dollars, you talked about your wholesale, how you're throwing out numbers that sound huge. But at the same time, you were talking about how you weren't making that much money. I think people, you see that, that, that nonsense, you know, all the time, you know, the, the Lambo uh, photos on Facebook and you're like, nah, it's, <laughs> it's yeah, crazy. That's, that's another story. But yeah, like I could run a business now doing, I don't know how much hundred millions and lose money. Like it's, it's very easy to lose money and sell uh-huh. a lot of stuff at a loss because the volume is there. If you, if you price in a, in a non transparent or understood, understood way. Um, I think that's, that has gotten a lot better because there's a lot of great tools like yours, like Solozo and like, profit dashboards that are not fully there, but they're pretty mm-hmm. much, they're much better than anything that ever existed back in the day when it was really spreadsheets and no one knew what was going on. Even, even the most sophisticated high-end sellers didn't really, they knew what they were making money, but they didn't know, you know, item level detail, profit level detail. This is before ads, just basic cost of goods plus Amazon fees and tying it to the bank was like the hardest thing ever to do. Um, yeah. now there's many sol- solutions for it. There's almost, there's almost too many, yeah. um, <laughs> but that's good. That's a good thing. I think. Oh, I think so for sure. And I, and now to touch on reimbursements and you were talking about how, you know, it, it was interesting that you brought up all the, all these people that we think are listening to it. It's such a, uh, listening to this content and, and networking stuff. It's such a small percentage of Amazon, sell- Amazon sellers. You're dead right about that. Uh, I was absolutely one of those, uh, back in the day that was just living on my own Island, but to get to the point where somebody told me, I don't know, it was, it was, it was many, many years ago that about reimbursements that Amazon had money that I was owed and I had no idea about it. And I can't remember what I used at the time. I don't even know. I, I don't even know what I used to, to figure out what I was. Owed. What you had to do is you like, you had to do like five, yeah, five per, five per case. Like you just did like five That's right. per case, and he's like constantly. That's exactly over and over. Exactly what I did, but I'll never forget that I got like like twenty seven hundred dollars or something on the first one, or it was maybe thirty seven hundred dollars. I was like, I can't believe this. I cannot believe I had this sitting on the table. Didn't know about it. Amazon owed me this money. It it, it was unbelievable. I mean, that's, I could have gone for years without ever knowing that if I hadn't, if someone hadn't told me and it's, it's a really unique space in inside Amazon is this reimbursement. So I would love to touch on that a little bit more about Gadita Cause we, we, you know, Yoni came on and it did a great job explaining about how you guys do. You have a real unique where you're using uh, software. Plus you've got this, uh, you know, uh, uh, humans looking at it as well, which is the, is critical, but just touch on how like the people that come on to you, the impact you mentioned it, 17% or whatever of your profit was from reimbursements. Just touch on, yeah. just touch on that reimbursement part now that from Gadita. Yeah. So I kind of gave you the story and how I got into it and why I was passionate about it. Mm-hmm. I think I was one of the first to create the awareness slash model or software for it. Um, I, so it's interesting because everyone's like, Oh, like, doesn't like Amazon hate you? 
Like you're yeah. you're doing you're so bad you're stealing their money. But the answer is no. On the contrary, you have to do things correct. And there's actually issues now in an industry where people open too many cases, or their software is not good, or it's outsourced and outsourced, and it's very sloppy. And it we're very tight in how we do it. And I'm sure you want to explain there. Or there's a whole team of uh, there's a software that finds the problems. That's an algorithm that's been honed over six plus years. And you know we have 20 plus people here and almost 60 globally, but most of the people in New York or New Jersey are developers uh, and software people because this is not light. This is not just a couple of spreadsheets. This is not macros. This is not manual. It's a combination of a lot of things. So we have sellers that are doing three figures and sellers that are doing nine figures. But the beauty is of software that we can we can handle both. We could pull in reports from both. We could work with aggregators. We could work with whoever. But you need to invest in the scale. Right? So we're in the Amazon App Store. We're doing it in a legitimate, sophisticated way where Amazon does not hate us. They hate when people do things wrong. They hate when people submit bad data and waste their case manager's time. But as long as, but to your point, no one knows Amazon, uh, you know, 60 plus percent, I would say, of sellers don't even know to know that this is a problem. And, and then, or that you could even tell Amazon they're wrong mm-hmm. or how to. Or that we exist, so we're we're actually doing quite well, but we only have a small percentage of the market, which is, you know, it's great that we're doing well, but it's also crazy how open the space is. Um, and again, certain people do it in house, which is fine. You should, you know, as the only often says, but let us come and let us help, let us add. It's not mutually exclusive because if we're dealing with data from tens of thousands of sellers and billions of transactions, we're, we're inherently able to see things that you probably would not. Not that you're doing anything wrong, just you don't have the time of the day, number one, or the data or the experience. And then once we find something on, you know, Dustin's account that's legit or that you bring something up to us, we can actually apply it across everybody. So that's the community effect. Mm-hmm. So on, on the other hand, or what I was saying before is that Amazon's pretty good. I mean, if they're 98% accurate on like billions of units, like that's pretty freaking good, 99 or whatever, 97, 98%. But that one to two percent, as you know, whether it's three thousand or thirty or some sellers would get back a million dollars a year, that's a lot of money. Um, just like there's 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 loss in any business and audits in every physical mm-hmm. goods. The goods get lost on the way to Amazon, within the warehouse, transit of warehouses, removals. It's just inevitable. They're still amazing, but there's that just happens. So it behooves sellers to know what's going on, to understand. And we add value by doing that. And you don't really have to do anything. You have to connect your account. You have to give us permissions. And we go to work for you. We only charge a success fee of what we gain. If we don't get anything, we don't charge you anything. There's no long-term agreements. And there's no catch to it. Mm-hmm. As Yoni says, it's free to try, free to stay. Um, <laughs> and it's the point is to add value and to add money to the bottom line. Just just one more thing. You know, Amazon has a lending product, right, where they offer you money. Hey, you know, like here's – and I've used it in the past as well. But if you think about it, <laughs> they're not doing it for the interest, right? They're not They're not a bank. They're not, oh, we make 4 or 5%. They want you to grow because when you grow, you make more sales. When you make more sales, they make the 15 18% on every sale. Right. Right? So the point is that I'm making is that if I can help sellers like you guys or whoever, your clients make more money, they're going to reinvest into Amazon. So Amazon wants sellers to make as much money as they can because if not, they're not going to continue. So the whole flywheel and cycle, whether it's lending or reimbursements and data or visibility on ads, is to is to help grow, not to not to stymie them and mislead them. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my philosophy about it. And therefore, I think it's a no-brainer. And it's very satisfying to help 
sellers, you know, get money. Like, I, it's a very easy sell. Like, hey, would you like free money? Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes you have to explain how it works or they don't get it or they're, they're worried about the security or the process. But once I do, um, they're quite pleased and they usually don't leave because there's no reason to. Yeah. So that's that's my uh, philosophy. There we go. Yeah. You have a happy user, hopefully. I'll tell you, when um, I first signed up, it was like I, super easy. Got in there and like within a few days, I had a couple grand back that nice. that I either missed in the past or was missed, you know, manually or yeah, whatever. But you're right. Like I, I don't. I'm never gonna get rid of this tool. It's just something that's just in my account. Yeah, it's a peace of mind that I have. That okay, this is getting checked. Uh, you guys are running in the background. If something pops up, great. Uh, but what I really like about it is, I can like it. It's not one or the other. Like I don't have to get rid of a VA and or or use you. Like you guys can work together. Like hey, we're also doing this, and we also have a VA doing that. Like it's it's a combination, and you're just either you're finding it before they do, or you're getting the scraps they missed. Either one, it works. Yeah. Out right. No, it's a good point. Well, and thank you. It, yeah, it's not mutually exclusive. So I always tell sellers, yeah, you could do your own thing, do your own process. It's sometimes important to delineate time. Like you want to, you know, do this for 90 days and then we can clean up whatever. A lot of people think they have inbound down very tight. And as you know, inbound is very problematic on many, for many levels with documents and support. So I had a client like, okay, do everything for us, but don't do inbound. Cause like, we got it. We're great. I'm like, Okay, like, you know, we are customizable. We don't have to. We're able to, be able to customize many, many things. But I said, you know what? And he was a very big seller. I was like, let me just do an audit. Let me see what's there. And there was like 70, 80 grand that he did not know about on inbound because, and I know why. It was very complicated. And we were able to get it back for him quickly. So it's almost like an upsell within our client base. Like, how come you're blocking us from this? We don't need to be the first in line. We're not here to do a money grab. But if you miss it, we'll work and continue to fight to get it and if we can great if we can't at least you know you tried and that should be the the mindset and it's very i think rewarding yeah i mean everybody who's listening should absolutely try to i mean it's you've got to be one of the only services uh in the entire amazon space where it's you only get charged for what you actually perform on you know it's like you only get if if you recover a certain amount of money, then you get a percentage of that. But that's it. I mean, what a win for every client that you have in that model. I think that yeah, it's it's a no brainer for anybody. It's interesting. Like you know, you're in the ad space. Uh, you have a fixed price model, uh, which is great. You know, there are some that do a percentage of spend, mm-hmm. and there's some multi-channel platforms. Let's say like Channel Advisor, whatever, that take a percentage of sales, mm-hmm. and maybe they deserve it, so to speak, because they're providing the service and it's part of your infrastructure. Mm-hmm. But we're not taking a a percentage of any sales. Right. We're just taking a gain share. So whatever I additively gain you, mm-hmm. I'll take I'll take from just to co- cover my cost or service. I'm not mm-hmm. cutting into your margins. And uh, to your point, on the contrary, I'm adding to your margins. Mm-hmm. So that's the beauty. But it's not not everyone gets it. That's that's why it's a no brainer. So there's many who are skeptical, like, oh, I want to do it on my own. Like, no, or I don't trust the data and all that. I mean, I get that on the trust. And we could talk about security and processes and sophistication, which we're investing in and enhancing. But um, again, do the best you can. Let us let us add value. No reason not to, not to, not to try uh, and not to stay. But that's kind of how I see it. And my, it's like a mission to educate mm. uh, the sellers. And whether it's the ones, like you said, who are in the community or not, 
how do I reach those who are not? Because mm-hmm. where are they and, and why why don't they know about it? So that's what we're trying to do. You know, we got to get you uh, back on sometime in the future because we'd love to do an episode where we just, I mean, go through all of the reasons why Amazon would owe you money. There's got to be hundreds of different scenarios where a reimbursement is in order that you wouldn't even think of. Um, and like you're talking about the advancement that you guys are going to, that you're making now, it'd be fun to get on and just, and just go through all of that sometime in the future. So we may, sure. we may have to, love to schedule that for sure. Yeah, we could do like a walkthrough, you know, we have a dashboard you know, yeah. where you could see all the reimbursements and you could upload your, your pick and pack fees and a bunch of other things. But also that kind of just shows you what we're doing in the back end. I can explain mm-hmm. if you want another time or uh, so you know, you own your or whoever, like what are the, if you really, if someone wants to know what are the reimbursements and what are the opportunities or what we're looking at and how it works and why, and why you would, may have missed it or why Amazon can't actually account for it. If you want to go deep, that, that's fine. Um, it's helpful. I'm, I'm happy to do that. Oh yeah. I think, I think we'd, that'd be a really fun episode to talk about that just because a lot of people don't realize how many ways that Amazon could owe you money and, would we'll, we'll, so we'll do that. We would we'll love okay. to get you back on uh, for sure. Uh, sure. Be- before we go, because th- your story is amazing. I mean, that's like, I think everyone. Thank you. Yeah, just hearing your story and what you're doing is is so cool. So we we appreciate you sharing that with us. Uh, but before we go, anybody out there who's listening, if they want to start using Gadita right now or try it out, tell them what they do. What do they need to do? Um, just go to gadita.com. There's a sign up button. I don't know if Yoni guy, if Yoni had given you guys like an affiliate code in the past that they could put in yeah, for promotion. So. If so, um, um, you could type in, just type in Solozo uh, for the code. I'll, I'll make sure anyone who's listening gets $400 free in reimbursements. Wow. So there you go. That's the first $400 free, whether you stay, whether or not, it's just I'm giving you $400. Uh, we're giving you $400. Please accept our offer and, yeah. and try it. How about that? Just write Solozo and the coupon, and it's all it's on on the house. No and brainer. it's very simple. Yeah, and if anyone has questions, they can reach out to me. It's Aton uh, Eytn at Gatita.com, and reach out to Yoni as well, or ask these guys for my info. I'm happy to help, and I really appreciate it. And well, yeah. All right, I encourage everybody to do that. There's $400 sitting on the table right now. Just go to Gadita and sign up. Use that code Solozo, like he mentioned. Ethan, thanks so much for coming on. Like I said, we'll get you back uh-huh. on. We'll do it. We'll do a deep dive uh, okay. into all the different ways to, that reimbursements can happen. Uh, everybody who's listening, if you like content like this, if you like hearing really cool people like Ethan hearing their stories, hearing uh, all the cool things that are happening in the Amazon space, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Also, we are live streaming to Solozo's Facebook page, LinkedIn page, and YouTube channel. So you could subscribe to those as well. Make sure you turn on notifications to get notified when we go live. Um, So yeah, make sure that you do that. Also, if you're struggling with your advertising right now, if you're looking for a more automated solution, uh, we'd love to help you. That's what Solozo is here for. You can go to solozo.com right now. You can book a demo with Chris or myself. We'll talk about anything. We can look at your campaigns with you. We'll talk about your listings. Are they converting well? We'll We'll talk about anything Amazon, and we'll also uh, show you how Solozo can help you out. So make sure you go to solozo.com and book that. We'll get you set up with a 14-day free trial. 
Uh, so make sure you do that. Everyone, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Have a good day.